So what if instead of focusing on trying to figure out alcohol, you tried to figure out yourself. You learned how to do all of the things that you think alcohol is doing for you, but better. You tapped into really understanding what the messages from your body meant and how to use your emotions to your advantage and how to really expand your desires to get what it is you finally really want and have real, lasting, sustainable pleasure. That is possible for you, and it is all available to you in the self-study course, The Naturally Sober Woman. It is everything that I teach my one-on-one clients, but it is compact for you, lifetime access on demand at a super affordable price available to you right now. You're going to go to my website, marywagstaffcoach.com, right there. It'll say self-study course or follow the link in the show notes right here. Get in there. One short video, just the welcome ceremony. There's a commence, a beautiful commencement ceremony that really anchors you into your intention for wanting to make this change into your life will change your life forever. It'll put you on a trajectory of new possibility because the bigger your desire is, the easier it's going to be to say goodbye to alcohol. So go on over to my website, get inside of the Naturally Sober Woman, and I will see you in there. Welcome, welcome. My name is Mary Wagstaff. I am a life coach who ended a 20-year relationship with alcohol without labels, counting days, or ever making excuses. In this podcast, we will explore my revolutionary approach to quitting alcohol that breaks all the rules, amazing stories from women who are throwing a better party because of it, and how you can stop drinking and start living. This show is not a substitute for rehabilitation, medical treatment, or advice, so please talk to a health professional if your alcohol consumption is a risk to your mental or physical health. Now on with the show. Thank you so much for being here. This is the very first episode of Stop Drinking and Start Living, and I couldn't be more thrilled to finally be executing this project. I love taking in information through podcasts, so this is a culmination of so much of the work that I've done over the last 20 years of mindfulness, coaching, teaching, and now my exploration of diving deeper into the relationship of alcohol and helping women all over the world really not just move away from alcohol, but next level their life and move towards greatness. So this process of discovery of how to share my content with you is going to be a really beautiful one, and I'm opening my heart to the process and the journey. So the very first shift of my five shifts process and really the first step of changing any relationship that you have in your life, whether it's with a person or with a habit, is to stop waiting and make a decision. So as we know, there is no magic time to make change. There will always be an excuse or a reason to not start, but I always say the indecision is the killer of dreams. So Breaking up is hard to do is the title of this podcast. And I said, or maybe that's just a story. Is breaking up hard to do? We 
wrap our minds around all of the reasons why it's going to be so hard. So our interpretations or judgments of the world are what create our feelings. So we can choose to decide that it's going to be hard or we can choose to decide that it's going to be liberating and the most amazing process of self-discovery. And that's the journey that I really take my clients on. So you're growing, you're changing, your relationship to alcohol is no longer working for you. But of course, so much of your life is wrapped up in that relationship that it's hard to see your way out of it from where you are now and from your interpretation of the world because what you've been doing for so long is kind of clouded by alcohol always being a little bit at center stage of that whether or not you're drinking while you're working and doing your activities, it always ends up being, you know, a reward or the way that you plan events or how you interact socially. And so when you think about breaking up with booze, you can't imagine, well, how will I do this thing? How will I go camping? How will I go to an event? How will I relax at night? How will I... Um, do any variety of things when alcohol is not present. And this is a completely normal thought to think because all of the patterning of your brain has created these associations now with alcohol being involved. But if you take a look back to the past and when you first started drinking or when you were younger, You did many, many things without alcohol and you didn't have the same association. So I always like to say that a beautiful sunset on the beach will always be full of wonder and awe, whether or not you have a margarita in hand. But now you just associate all of your sunsets on the beach with alcohol because every time you've gone to the beach on on vacation, you're drinking a margarita. Or at least that was my story. So... Breaking up with booze is just like breaking up in a relationship. You've got all of your clothes over at your partner's house, your toothbrushes there, and you know, maybe you even bought a car together. Your friends, you're wrapped up, right? Just a whole association. We've all been there, and the list goes on and on. And until you pull the trigger, until you decide that your growth and your happiness, your future of possibilities is way more important than taking the bus for a couple of weeks until you buy a new car, then you're going to go to bed every single night feeling a little numb and you're going to wake up every day feeling a little bit disappointed that you're still in the same situation. And the conversations about what takeout order are just going to get more dull and boring. And so you've kind of already made a shift in your head knowing that alcohol is just not serving the highest version of yourself, but you are feeling like it's an impossible goal right now to get it out of your way. So like I said, the very first step in the process is to stop waiting And really, just by being here listening to this podcast, you've already started that because you're already starting to explore what's possible on the other side of alcohol. And now you may have already ended a relationship with alcohol, 
but feeling still in deprivation, still feeling like, why can't I drink when everyone else can? Now, this is a very nuanced subject because you could be free of alcohol for many, many, many years, but still not living your best life, still having desire, still holding on to that. And that's why my five shifts approach really rewrite the whole story where we're coming at the freedom of alcohol from a completely different perspective where it becomes irrelevant to you and we no longer hold stories of being in recovery, being a sober person, or being an alcoholic. And so most people think that when we take our last sip of alcohol is when the process begins. But I just want to tell you that is not true. And that is usually where I see people that are white knuckling and willpower move through the most deprivation because they're thinking, if I drink, I'm not changing my relationship to alcohol. But as you know, and we'll use the example of a partner or a lover, when you end your relationship to to most people, you don't just, it doesn't just stop the last time you talk to them, right? There's so much leading up to that, that process that there's going to be some text messages. There might even be another date. Maybe you have children. Maybe you have a pet. You share the same car. So the process of breaking up with someone doesn't happen overnight. And that's why we say breaking up is hard to do, but it is your interpretation of it. So do you want to choose to enjoy the process by knowing and staying inspired by what's possible on the other side of it? But the very first thing is to stop waiting. The process of rewriting the brain for any relationship starts when we simply decide to start taking a look at it. When we're no longer in that habitual autopilot process of our daily life without really slowing down enough. But the caveat to this approach is observation without judgment. The only way to really start to shift your perspective of how important alcohol is in your life is to look at it from neutrality. We also don't want to start looking at it as the villain because then we become the victim. So we don't look at it as good and we don't look at it as bad. We stay with neutrality. And of course, there will forever be a reason your brain will seek the reward so desperately and desire alcohol until you stop looking at what all of those associations are. So until you start to look at it now, your brain is just going to keep coming up with excuses to wait. And there is no better time than right now. So it means ending the conversation one way in your brain one way or the other in your brain. So you can start the process of looking at your relationship with alcohol and ending your relationship with alcohol, actually why you are still drinking. And this is going to be completely different than any other approach that you've probably heard of. But I personally started changing my relationship with alcohol an entire year before I actually, the switch in my brain flipped and I no longer desired alcohol, and I stopped drinking altogether. And so the way that the reason that this process works so well is because you get to know yourself, and you get to know your thoughts, and you get to know your triggers 
and you get to see your associations around alcohol and then you get to start to see the subconscious brain, the parts of your brain that you're not able to see when you're in habitual autopilot mode, you you get onto them. You start to see, I like to say, the cheap cologne and bad suits of booze, all of the ways that alcohol and your subconscious likes to romanticize the past memories that really weren't so desirable. And the only reason is to get that dopamine rush. And that will be a later episode where we're going to talk more about the specifics of the cognitive behavior and science behind why you associate all of the things you do with alcohol. So first part is to make a decision. Are you going to drink or are you not going to drink? Now, like I said, that doesn't mean that you're not starting the process with alcohol. But for me, I kept saying, I'm not going to drink tonight. I'm not going to drink tonight. I'm not going to drink tonight. And then that led to so much of a waste of time, this battle in my brain that I would lose and that I would feel bad about it. And I finally said, you know what? You clearly don't want to stop that this much. So give yourself permission to go all in. Do it. Don't feel bad about it. Know what the consequences beforehand are going to be. And when you have negative repercussions, don't beat yourself up about it. It's not good or bad and just continue. And what that actually did was when you take away, just like when you, there's a battle, you have a battle with your child and they're fighting back just because you're telling them no, that fun part about that cognitive dissonance, which is bizarre, when you no longer have that there's part of the pleasure goes away. And so you have to experience it to understand it. But either way, make a decision where you're not going to entertain thoughts of anything, but either I'm going to drink or I'm not going to drink. And so from that place, you can start to move forward. And if you want help deciding, because you're obviously questioning it before a reason, I always like to use the process, either it's a hell yes or a no. So if it's a hell yes, I'm going all in, I want drinking and I want all the things that come along with it, it's it's a hell yes. If you it's a hell yes, I at hell yes, I don't want drinking. I don't, you know, I'm willing to show up for all of the things that come along with that and the process, go all in, think thoughts of nothing else and stick to that. And just as a little side note, there is no judgment about what you choose to do in this first part of the process because you are still starting the process of changing your relationship with alcohol and getting it out of the way. But the one thing I want to point out is that if you continue to drink alcohol, it will never change you will only continue to increase your desire and create a stronger habit. I think in so many of our minds before alcohol is no longer desirable, we really want it to be different. We want to continue this relationship with alcohol, hoping that somehow magically the effects will change. They will not. And so that's something you have to get very clear with yourself about. So you can continue to drink, but the effects will probably not only just get worse, but they will definitely stay the same. However, when you choose to not drink, although it is a process and there is discomfort associated with that, the, that will change. You will not always be in discomfort from 
quitting alcohol. And so that's just a really important distinction and an awareness that you must have before you start this process. If you're a drinker, alcohol will never change if you continue to drink. It is always going to continue to create more of a habit and get you drunk. So that's just that. <clears throat> so moving on to part two. So step number one is to make your decision. I'm going to drink, I'm not going to drink, and I'm not going to think of thoughts of anything other than that. And then from whatever decision you choose, and this is part two, I will not beat myself up for the thought emotions that will occur. I will offer myself compassion free of blame or judgment. So whatever decision you choose, you are also choosing all of the things that come along with that. And you are going to know that and you're going to make a commitment to show up with compassion rather than blame. And then step number three is you need to drop all of the rules, labels, or expectations of how you think that this should look based on other people's approaches, based on other people's experiences. Your journey is your journey alone. And there are not two lives in this whole world that have ever gone exactly the same. And so this is the truth with your journey about alcohol. And when we drop stories or time frames how long will it take until I no longer desire alcohol how long do I need to take a break from before I can start drinking again you need to get rid of any any expectation that there's a magic time that there's a magic date that there's a magic number I do not advocate that people start the process of changing their relationship with alcohol by hoping and desiring and waiting to be able to moderate. Moderation is the exact same thing as not making a decision. It keeps alcohol on the forefront of your mind. It keeps your energy focused on something that's taking up way too much of your time and way too much of your life. So right now, make a decision to drink, to not drink. Step number one. Step number two, commit that whatever decision you choose that you will offer yourself compassion rather than blame or shame. So you're willing to just accept whatever the process offers to you and be open to the experience and that you'll stick with it. And then number three is, third part of this shift is to drop the rules, labels, and expectations. Just like ending and breaking up with a person, there is no right or wrong way to do this rather than the way that you are showing up to do it. So the numbers, the labels, the rules, they all need to go away because that's going to limit your potential of what's possible. I am so glad you're here. I hope that this first podcast helped you. Join me next time. We're going to start by going through the five shifts of my revolutionary approach to Stop drinking and start living. And in the mix, we'll be hosting some beautiful women whose journeys are awe-inspiring and they're showing up without blame, without judgment, without rules or labels and living the best version of their empowered life. Make sure you invite your friends to the party. Follow, like, subscribe, and leave a review. I can't wait to take this amazing sacred journey of 
Stop drinking and start living. I'll see you next time. Have a wonderful day. The process of unraveling your story outside of the confines of alcohol is truly a sacred and beautiful journey of the self. Rediscover who you are and a whole new world again. Stop by my website, Mary Wagstaff Coach. Dot com to get instant access to the on-demand workshop of my revolutionary five shifts approach. And while you're there, you can sign up for a one-on-one consultation where we will create together your life intention. This is the framework for which all of your decisions around alcohol are made from your truest and highest self. In addition to working remotely worldwide, I host private one-on-one healing retreats at my sanctuary in Mount Hood, Oregon. I can't wait to connect.